Ain't that some shit? I do that this. Is some shit. And you can hear it. It's amazing. I heard it again. That makes For my the first day. time. Hey, it's funny. I'm prepared with at least one question I want you to answer on today's show. So are you? Well, that's good. I am. I'm prepared to not answer it. No, I will totally answer it. You kidding? No, me? I think you're gonna. Li- I think you're gonna like to answer this question. I think it'll be. A, think so. I'm interested to hear your insight into this question. Ooh, I have insight. You do. Awesome! I came to. Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. Dave, it's me, Dave. Why don't we just let people hear that insight? That was, that, oh, Phoenix! <laughs> hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your We should just start the show. We should just jump in. We got stuff to talk about. We should just start the fucking show. What do you think? Acknowledge start the me. show. I am. I'm starting the show. Do it. The show. It doesn't matter what you think. It's old school. We, I used to set you up for that like so often and work so hard to set up using that soundbite. And now like I forget I have it. Oh, well. It's a shame. I want to yeah, make it. There's a soundbite that I want to make that I haven't had. You know what? I'm going to. I bet I can make it during the show. I recorded the audio Probably last could. week. And I got to be honest with you. Okay. In terms of. Po- I can play that one. In terms of podcasting, I. Uh, what I did last week, in my humble opinion, my humble opinion, ranks up there in solo podcasting accomplishments. That's what I will say. So hey, it was, it was solid. It was solid. I was very happy was, with that, given the fact that I was by myself. It's, that is true. I listened to the Greg DeMarco solo podcast. Um, I did. I did catch it. So, yeah, it yeah, was good uh, job. Good job, man. It was a little emotional. Yeah. A little weighty. Emo- oh, in the beginning. Yeah, a little star. Yeah, yeah you know, a little bit of heavy. Of course. I mean, how can you not? You know, it, it's given what happened, and you know, people have families and shit. Yes. Come on, you gotta have. It's true. So, um, but I did, there, there's two different things that I want to be able to use for sound. And, uh, and I really, I meant to do that last week and did not. So I got to find them. One's really good. And, and one that like suits us, suits our show, our personalities, all of that. Let me see if this is it. Hopefully let me, uh, let me switch this. All right. Let's see if, if this can even be heard. Could you hear that right there? What had started? Where did Patrick O'Dowd go? We lost the Skype. The Skype literally disappeared. I'm going to pause the recording. We're going to get Patrick O'Dowd back as we lost the Skype. More than likely because Paramount did the movie. So, so. here's the funny thing. We, we had the Skype issues. We had all that stuff, right? Yep. I fixed it. We got it working. Yep. We got Skype back, whatever. I never unpaused the recording until now. So all oh, the stuff nice. we were just talking about, Top Gun, Not on how much body. I loved it, uh, all the people that I called idiots involved in other podcasts on our network, none of that made air. But I will say this. It's phenomenal. Go see Top Gun Maverick. The people who don't want to see it, you're being stupid. I'll take it back. I said they were idiots before, and I'll just say, you're being idiots. I, I will no longer make it a character trait. I will make it a behavior. And and my new favorite phrase, I'm going to reward bad behavior. I haven't explained that one. Oh, to good. You. I'll explain it later. Because um, it's funny. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just so good. And, and I will repeat, as I said on the show, because it seems to be a thing, it made me like Miles Teller. And, and that's it. But it's just really good. It's it's ho it's it's hokey in the right places. It's heartfelt in the right places. It's probably the last time we're ever going to see Val Kilmer in a movie. Um, it's it's just you don't think so? The man can't talk. 
No, apparently, well, it's not a movie, but apparently he's got a big part in the Willow series that's coming oh, up on Disney good. Plus. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. I mean, shit. Give him I don't know what it's going to look like, but uh, allegedly, yeah, he appar- apparently he's significant. Well, in some should, the correct yeah, answer should he, be, he I don't know what it's going to. The correct, the correct response, the correct phrase should be, I don't know what it's going to sound like. You know what it's going to look like. It's Val Kilmer, but, um, but he can't talk. Um, but he did. I mean, have it you, was. Have you seen the documentary no. about that? It's no, really good. I'll have to check it's it out. Really good stuff. I'll have to it's on it Amazon out. Prime. I went to check the clock for the sole purpose of getting us to the T-shirt spot in the commercial and to remind everybody this is the Greg DeMarco Show with Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd. It'll be Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd for a little bit of time here due to some scheduling stuff. It allows us to hopefully continue to start earlier and end earlier. It allows for a lot of things, um, which I'm very excited about as well. So that is where we are. Um, You can follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. Of course, you know, that's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick Goddard, follow me at Chairshot Greg. That is all over your social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow the website at Chairshot Media. It's thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff today. We're going to talk, if we get to everything, we're going to talk about Patrick O'Dowd's favorite wrestler. Now Patrick O'Dowd's favorite reigning, defending, undisputed world heavyweight champion of all elite wrestling, Phil Brooks himself, CM Punk. Good old Phil. We're also going to talk about, if we get there, good old Maxwell himself, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, and all the controversy that surrounds him and everything that he's done, hasn't done, whatever they've worked, whatever's been a shoot, who the hell knows? We'll talk about that. But before we do, need to remind everybody, because now I got to do this. Go on down to Pro Wrestling You, you need to wind it up. Oh, God damn it. Do I? Ha! <laughs> See if I can do this. It is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Why? Because you can get a t-shirt there. You can get a t-shirt for this very website, thechairshot.com. You can get an always use your head t-shirt. You can get a chair shot logo shirt. You can get one of the newer designs. You can get the official unofficial t-shirt of the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd, the hashtag save tag team wrestling shirt. You can get the everybody hates Greg shirt. Of course, the classic Baron Corbin sucks shirt is available for you to consume and enjoy and so many more. We got shirts for the podcast, shirts for the characters, shirts for the shirts, not really, but that's an idea. And and so much more. If you if you're local and you're you're local to me anyway here in the great state of Arizona and you follow along with IZW, we got shirts for the IZW as well. Got two new designs in the works. Side note Patrick O'Dow, this the, the August Psycho Circus event is likely going to be the first time where we actually sell t-shirts on site. On location, Ooh. we might be selling IZW merch for the first time. It's only been three years. We might as well start, you know, selling T-shirts yeah, at the you. events. But it's 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 just so easy to sell them online. But people want to buy them at the shows. It's one of the pieces of feedback that we receive. The, all the feedback we get has nothing to do with the wrestling. It's about all these other things. So going to work on them. But you can get all those. But until then, you can get them online at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts are only $19.99. Couple of dollars more if you want that soft style. And why wouldn't you want that soft style? Because one thing you won't be singing, Patrick O'Dowd, you could wash that shirt 17, 18, 19, 20 times. You will not be sitting at a piano with Miles Teller singing, You've Lost That Soft Style Feeling. Because A, that's not in the movie. And B, it will still, still feel comfortable upon your baby soft skin. And by you, I mean yours, because my skin. Is that's still actually pretty soft? I'll take it. You gotta, I, you gotta I protect your giblets. You do. The other things. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. Pick up a shirt, support the movement, support the site, support everything that we do here for you with love and so much more. 
You pay for it with your love. You pay for it with your ears. Pay for it with a shirt. Don't just give us money. Give us money. Get a shirt. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. Patrick O'Dowd, CM Punk is a world champion once again for the first time in like, I don't know, 11 years or something like that. Somebody said, I don't think that's right. Um, Maybe it is though. It can't be because 2014 was when he walked out. I don't know. I'm not going to do the math. But 2013 is when he lost the title to The Rock and it's 2022 now. So the first time in nine years, years CM Punk is a world champion. He defeats... The Hangman Adam Page at Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, Nevada for the AEW World Championship. Aren't you so happy that CM Punk is again on top of the wrestling world? As sure, a world I, I am happy, and I'm I and I hope that I and I and I hope that this title reign isn't a waste for him. I hope that I hope that it it doesn't feel like a waste of time. Uh, and that he's uh, he he's found the meaning that he hopes for out of this world title reign that he couldn't possibly have gotten out of his previous title reign nine years ago because we all know that was kind of worthless and yeah so fingers crossed for you Phil that this one this one means more it seems I okay I don't get it I mean I get it but I don't get it. Um, I don't, I don't like it. I feel bad. Like I know that whatever happens next with Adam page is, is really what matters. We talk about this all the time when somebody loses a, loses their, their title. It's not what happens after, you know, while they hold the belt. A lot of times is what happens next after they lose. I don't see where, where they're going to go. That's anything meaningful for Adam page that that's going to do anything for him after what I would argue. And this is coming from a guy who really does pay attention from the outside looking in. I am not a regular viewer of AEW. Everyone knows this. I couldn't tell you three title defenses he had before he, he lost to CM Punk. They didn't do it. And to me, that's a problem. No, they really didn't. They, uh, and I, I don't know. It just did seemed all too predictable. There was just nothing. I don't know. It, it to me really reinstated the uh, Adam Page is just a guy sort of mentality because he felt like just a guy, even as as their world champ. The AEW audience loves the guy. To them, he's more sure. than just a guy. To the general public, he is yeah. just a guy. But to the AEW so, audience, so CM Punk knows more. Time. Yeah, well, he, he. But to the general audience, CM Punk is is high, a higher level than Adam Page. Oh yeah, absolutely, now. thousand percent. Even now, yes, so I agree. Many with years that. later, but all that being said, but I, Hangman Page's reign to me was a disappointment, especially when everyone talked about how amazing it was—the story they told to get him there, two years to get him there. You know, blah blah right. blah, all that stuff. Him as a performer, I was willing to buy it and I was willing to buy in, but it wasn't working. Okay. So what do you do when it's not working? Well, you can take it off of him because it's not working or you can fix it and actually make it better. Here's the problem. I am suggesting a company. I'm making a suggestion to what I would assume would be a company competent in storytelling. And they're not that. They're not coming. Tony Khan himself says he's a booker. Well, bookers don't make TV shows. Bookers make wrestling cards. Bookers sit there with their action figures and line them up on the floor for the seven or eight matches they're going to have their figures do with with the ring in the cage they've set up. Or on their paper, they sit down and write down match after match after match after match. Many people do that. Not many craft a story to get there. And and the stories that I told in AEW were told in the ring by the wrestlers, not by the company and what they put together. Had Hangman Page beat CM Punk, now we're getting somewhere. 
with Hangman Page. Right. Now we're on this road. But Tony Khan, and you could see, go watch the press conference after Hangman Page became world champion. And then go watch the press conference after CM Punk becomes world champion. You can tell who Tony Khan likes better. This, to me, proves beyond a shadow of a doubt all the money mark claims that people, including myself, have been making about Tony Khan. You right. could have argued against it in the past. You can't now. Okay, because he put an aging neckbeard in CM Punk as his world champion when he had a guy who could have been launched into the stratosphere by beating CM Punk at double or nothing, but he didn't go that route. So to me, I want to say they made the wrong decision, but I don't know if they did because I don't know if they have the ability, especially with Cody being gone, who was well, the best storyteller they had, if they had the ability to 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 – I don't even remember the word thing, like refurbished to fix or whatever hangman's reign. Right. I, you know, it's, it's funny. You brought up the decision and, and questioning just the decision to, to move the belt over to pocket. And you've talked about it a lot on other podcasts, on this podcast. He, he really is that, that company's audience's champ, right? Like he's, he's one of their guys so putting the belt on on him makes a lot of sense from from that perspective because it's going to please their their base. It's also very indicative of the sort of shit that CM Punk has complained about in regards to the WWE that these same fans have complained about when it comes to the WWE. Like he was basically the rock to Adam Page and CM Punk. And and he ran down the company that did that to him. And now we're supposed to be okay with it because it's there, you know, it's your guy, it's AEW. And it is, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, you start and you brought up stories. So I'm just going to go ahead and go into the one question I had as we sort of thought about this. Um, Cause L, as we joke a lot, Greg DeMarco is a promoter. Greg DeMarco does create stories, um, book wrestling programs. And there's two things that that I've noticed as I've tried to watch AEW and I've tried to get somebody to tell me what makes AEW special to the WWE beyond the quote, the work rate within the ring. Cause they're, cause, cause people keep saying better, different stories. Are the stories really different, Greg? Because I don't think there's a lot of new stories being told in wrestling in general, whether you're looking at TNA, whether you're looking at the WWE, whether you're looking at AEW, sorry, Impact, not TNA, uh, you know, Ring of Honor, AEW, whatever you want to call it. Now, like it's just everywhere I look and go and slide across, even shows that have different types of stories like New Japan. New Japan just tells the same type of story as you talked about it over and over and over again. It's just a new guy who takes three years to win the title too late and then give it back to Okada. Like that's new Japan. And I like new Japan and I, and I'm okay with that story. When I watch American professional wrestling, the, the names change, but the stories don't really feel all that different. It's just the execution because the execution of, Oh, say, I don't know, a Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes See, it seems to go a hell of a lot further than anything I've seen executed on AEW. Like any of these blood feuds, you know, whether it's Dean Ambrose just bleeding to bleed, because that seems to be his thing. Like, like none of it seems to be a compelling story. It just seems to be what they're showing us with the action. And that's fine if that's your jam. But I don't really see what makes it special. Well, okay. There's the real There's answer. a lot there. There's the real answer, and then there's the answer that, that I'll go into more detail. What makes it special is that it's a, it's a cable television wrestling entity that's not WWE. That's what makes it special. That's got a big okay. enough budget to feel big time with names that people recognize and see that's not WWE. That's all these people really wanted. They still kind of complain about WWE despite having the alternative they've been begging for. So it's obviously not so great that it makes them forget WWE exists. 
And, and WWE still lives in all their heads rent-free all the time. You hear it every week, every show. They can't get by without somebody saying something while WWE continues to move forward. But it's it's it really just is that focus on the in-ring. And it's because it's what a lot of these people, and by these people I mean the people who love it and are into it. and, and so It's what they would have done if they had a wrestling company. And you've noticed it plateaus – all the time. And it has peaks when a new star comes in. And then it goes back to plateauing. Right. WWE can take a peak and then keep it going with storytelling. AEW can't because they take a peak and then they just fucking piss it away because they don't know what they're doing in terms of storytelling. If they didn't have the in-ring talent they do, that thing would probably be dead by now. But the in-ring talent makes up for the deficiencies they have in storytelling because they don't have a writer because they don't have a, a, a producer. They have a booker and they don't have agents for their matches. They have they don't have producers for their segments. They have coaches who talk to you after the fact and hope you listen and most of them don't. And then they have Big Show and Mark Henry and, and Christian Cage and whoever are just happy collecting a paycheck sitting back because they realize how chaotic. And there's all these rumors coming out about how chaotic it is backstage. Dude, when this thing finally goes under, whether it's 10, 15 years from now, whether it's two years from now, I don't know. The documentary on the network, on Peacock, on whatever, is going to be amazing. It, it's going yeah, to be so much fun to listen to. But people tend to forget is that CM Punk was like three days away from signing with WWE before Tony Khan tripled his offer. Right. Imagine the CM Punk that talks all this shit about WWE being in WWE right now. What would he be saying? He probably right. would have quit by now. True. Like, like he, he probably would have had this anti-Vince character. It would have worked for a little bit. And then what? And that's the thing. Things are done on this show, and no one asks the question, why? No one asks the yeah. question, and then what? And for all his faults or whatever, Eric Bischoff would tell you that. He'd be like, and then what? And then what? What after that? Like, those are all the things that they would say. And, and that kind of puts us in this weird position where no one knows What's really going on? But because of the performers, people keep tuning in. Now, they're not tuning in in droves like they were before, but they're still tuning in in, in numbers that get them in the top 10 every week. And like right. I've said about ratings And before, tomorrow's going to pop a rating, or tonight, when yeah. this, this the airs, it's going to pop a rating. probably will. I don't know. It, it'll pop, it won't pop what Punk's it'll, debut did. But pop no, but it'll, was pop, on Rampage, it'll pop. So that was right. different. It, but it'll, it'll, pop, it'll pop a rating because... He It'll get him the to the 1.1 million, 1.2 million. Right. And it, I don't know what's on tomorrow night on Wednesday night in terms of, of there, any playoffs. So there is a there's a hockey game. Um, I don't think the NBA finals start okay. yet tomorrow. So that's good. so. So yeah, my, I just my I, other, think, I think they, they there will be interest. There will be interest in it, and that will right. bring some of what they want, but it won't maintain. Maybe if, and if it maintains and that means punk was, was the right choice. The only way to me that punk would have worked is if he pulled what he pulled in ring of honor is if he pulled what he pulled in WWE and that's win the title and then build a storyline out of taking the title and going somewhere else. That's the only right. story he's ever been able to tell. That's memorable. This is my, this is my last night in ring like, of honor. Yep. That's the only story he's been able to tell that's memorable. That doesn't involve like massive amounts of blood and or attempted murder, like the Raven storyline in ring of honor. And he's not doing that obviously, because he was chilling with Tony Khan at a press conference after winning the world title. And he's probably going to feud with Jericho or who knows who else over that championship. So I just, it, it's, Yes, some some initial interest, but I think it's just going to go back down to where it was. Okay, and that's fine. And and I think that's yeah. And so that that my other question was is just is that what is a what what is a unique storyline and a story in wrestling? Like period. Like what makes is it like how how is it that the dub like. Because you, you talk about like the WWE and their style, and even you know I would like that you brought up Eric Bischoff, and and we I don't know if you've listened to his podcast this week, but it's about Lex Luger. I have, and most of it. And what was, but at one point he gets asked by Conrad Thompson in that podcast, like he kind of got Luger just sort of doing this and this, and, and you know and he he wins the belt over Hogan, but then he gives it up. Like, what were you doing? And even Bischoff's like, we, we didn't really know. 
we, we didn't really know what to do, like what we were going to do next. They weren't focused on anything down the line or, or, or what happens next. And so it was actually, to me, it was really showed what he's, what he's learned from just stuff like that. And yeah, the, the what next part of, of AEW, I think is fascinating to me. The, 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 the amount of cast, or I'm sorry, the amount of that roster that like, what's the ratio now of like former disgruntled WWE talent to talent that didn't get their shot? Um, It's interesting because that's, who, who do you define as disgruntled? Well, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm being a dick, but like. Well, no, it's you know, just because supposed- that's the thing though, like. Adam Cole has had nothing but praise for WWE. William Regal, right. Brian Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan Danielson. All it's it's CM Punk, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho. Those are the only ones. Right. And it was so, Cody Rhodes, and he works there now. Right. So I so, just I just don't know. But I guess, but again, I guess even in terms of like like when I think about what like when when somebody comes to me and says. This product is completely unique. It's, you know, it's all on its own. And, and yes, I get it. The talent in the ring itself is easily superior in terms of just the this specific style of wrestling. Right. And that's the other thing is it's a very specific style. It's and a niche type of a niche. Of wrestling. Yeah, it's a yes. niche of a niche. And so to me, that argument doesn't even entirely hold water unless you love that niche. And that's what you want on a weekly basis. Now that fan base is large enough that, like you said, it yeah. carries a, a solid rating, top ten once a week. But you know, I still I don't know what particularly sets them apart or makes them special beyond that. I, I think that that there's a lot of lost in the shuffle. Like, tell me who, tell me what's going on on the bottom of the card. Like, there's an eight man tag main event for tomorrow that I guess has meaning because Luchasaurus and jungle boy, right. They're the tag tag champs. Yep. They're in an eight man tag with, I can't even tell you who I'm sure the young bucks are involved or something. They are. Um, Yes. Along with Adam Cole and, (laughs) yeah. And and all them. Oh, and red dragon, red Red dragon. Dragon. That was red. But Adam Cole was been removed, was removed from the match as was Jeff Hardy. So right, um, it's yeah, it's 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 the Lucha idiots but, and and um and the Hardys, but Jeff Hardy's out now too. I don't I don't even know. But like, know. but like, what are, like what is happening that really is moving anything forward on this program or right. in this company? And why do like and even even the like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do an apples to oranges comparison here. How many times have we been told that we get like Charlotte Flair shoved down our throats? Like All in the, the women's division. All the time. Britt fucking Baker. Like, I'm sorry. She wins everything. All the time. And I'm she's fine enough as it is. But like It's because Tony Khan wanted the happy couple of Adam Cole and Britt Baker to stand on the ramp with their titles and trophies. Whatever, that's fine. But don't sit there and tell me that this company does it differently than this company when they're not. Like that's right. no, and, not. and I'm sorry, I'm all over the place here. It's okay. I'm not it's trying okay. to bag gonna, on help this company on, on AEW, but you're asking very good questions. Special. What makes it okay? You asked about what stories can you even tell right now in wrestling? And the only thing I can think of at least on on the TV level, like at the indie level, like I feel like we're doing things that are different and fresh, but it's just hard because I'm doing it to a crowd of 250 people that sells sure. out every time and, and gives me the leeway to do what I want to do. And and I listen to them and I hear the feedback and at the events and, and I adjust accordingly. This is a TV show that we're talking about here, so it's very different. and And so the stories are very different. Eric Bischoff will often tell you, break it down. There's only really seven stories you can tell. I don't remember all of them. But so then it comes down to what a word you said earlier, and especially, and you used the example of Seth uh, Rollins and Cody Rhodes. It's the execution. It's telling the stories. It's the, it's the intersection of story and performer and the execution of all of that. 
Seth Rollins is widely regarded by so many of us, quote unquote, in the know as one of the best all-around performers, if not the best all-around performer in the entire world. Because he delivers in the ring, and my God, on the microphone, he is out of this world. He doesn't get the Twitter love that Eddie Kingston or CM Punk do because he is playing a character, and he is playing it masterfully. He gets the love from the people that don't race to Twitter all the time. Mm-hmm. And and how do you measure that? You measure it in other ways. He is just delivering huge and 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 really deserves to be a world champion. Roman Reigns, same thing. They're telling a mafia type story with Roman Reigns. Well, that story's obviously been told before. Told before, it hasn't right. been told this well in pro wrestling, ever, in my opinion. Um, yeah, until no. now, it's it's been told. I mean, the Horsemen were kind of that, but the undertones weren't there like they are with the Bloodline. It's just brilliant. Like, like Ric Flair never sold out Arn and Tully. And and right. Roman has sold out the Usos before, but then picked them back up and hugged them and loved them. It's just storytelling that you don't see and you've never seen before. So it's just a different take on a different story, but it really is the performers. Um, so, but so really, what makes it special is that it's different. What is the challenge there is that they're not at this level that they think they're at of being different. That everybody is just going to love them. Like I still think Tony Khan is shocked that they're not bigger and more popular than they are. Because it's so great. But it's again, it's it's just this small product. And I think Cody Rhodes realized that. And that's why he started right. to become the odd man out. I bet with your stories in the end that he was the one who was pitching more WWE type storytelling and no one wanted to go for it. And that's how he started to become ostracized. Right. That's what I see happening. And I think that's part of the problem. I, I've said this about MJF for a long time. And I'll, I'll journalism my way into this transition here in a moment. I think he's in the wrong company. And and he stands out, good and bad, for that reason. I also think we're going to start to believe that Hangman Page is in the wrong company. Now, it's a really easy story to tell, right? You have Hangman Page come out. He didn't hit Punk with the title when he could have. He was being the good guy, ultra good guy, whatever. You have some heel come out and run him down for making that poor choice. And poof, we've got a storyline for Hangman Page. Just one of eight right. billion that we have in AEW. Because they, they just have far too many performers. Now, you can criticize WWE because they've got two brands, Raw and SmackDown. There are six matches for Hell in the Cell, and all six of them are coming from the Raw brand right now. So there, there's both companies can definitely take criticism. Now, we'll see what WWE right. adds on oh, Friday yeah, on SmackDown for a paper that's on Sunday. Who knows? But that's just kind of is where it is. Um the premium live events are just that. They are there to move the story forward towards television because television is where the most money is coming from. Especially now that they're on Peacock. They don't have to sell subscriptions to the network anymore. They're on Peacock. Their money's right. guaranteed. It's business, as I've said a million times over. Um, so I, I really do think that Hangman Page, I hope he ends up in WWE sometime because what I've seen in this is this amazing performer, this amazing pro wrestler. That to me could be a generational star, but doesn't have the machine behind him needed to become a generational star. AEW keeps going back to – it's so funny, right? People would talk about how WWE can't make anybody. AEW can't make anybody. The biggest name they've ever had – the biggest name – the biggest non-WWE star they've had is Kenny Omega, who to their audience was a mega star already. Right. It was like he was was huge in Japan – he came yeah. okay, and here's the thing if Kenny Omega would have shown up in the WWE say he takes that contract he would have been made a big deal and I don't know if they would have done it the way they did AJ Styles but it would be up there like and AJ's it, been amazing right but the problem there, um, it's, everyone still says that AJ Styles was a bigger star before he came to WWE and they're not oh, willing say everybody means Twitter. That's they're not willing to admit that he's an even bigger star now. It's the same yeah, they're starting to say it about CM Punk. They're starting to say CM Punk was a bigger star outside of WWE than he was inside of WWE. Which is that's he wrestled that's, that's, the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's just an asinine that that's that's mm-hmm. a refusal to look at reality. Hell Phil is even doing it himself. Like I oh, made yeah. a joke about it before. But Phil acting like his time in the WWE was wasted. Oh, was wasted is a joke. And you try to tell me, I'm sorry, Phil Brooks, you look somebody in the eye and tell them honestly, you would be who you are now as a star 
in AEW. He believes that without your WWE, you're you're you're, you're kidding yourself. You're just kidding yourself, and it's it's just insane to to see that. And I, this is the thing that drives me nuts about this this ego driven business. Like, because I get it, part of it's your own your own ego and getting butt hurt and thinking that you somehow deserve more than this other per- like X, Y, and Z, whoever, because reasons. Whether it's you know this person's a part timer and is resting on their laurels, or like acting like The Rock didn't earn it, or John Cena didn't earn it, or Roman Reigns hasn't earned it. Like, it just, it's patently stupid. You were the top, you held the WWE Championship for over 400 days. Like, tell you, and you're telling me that was a waste of time? You're telling me that that didn't help you in your career? That did didn't give you the luxury to be able to walk away without having to work to go chase a stupid UFC dream where we got to watch you get your head kicked in twice, be, twice because because you could you could just kind of afford to do it like you met your wife there I like know. like like what are you talking about like what are you talking about and. You're right. I, I do hope that that Adam Page becomes a big deal. Uh, it's no accident that he reminds me of Barry Windham. Uh, yeah. And I think anybody else would agree with that. And Barry Windham is also kind of this great, like, what if he had had a different sort of machine behind him other than, yeah. you know, had he not his left WWE? Oh, sorry. Had he not left WWF when he did to go to the right. WWE? Like, he. And, and I've never until this moment that you said this been able to find an alternative, okay? Pluck, take Hulk Hogan out of WWE. Right. Who's the one guy who they could have built around? It's probably Barry Windham. It's a good point. And I've never been able, like Steamboat wasn't that guy. No, and, he wasn't and at and all. They weren't going to do it with a heel. It's a babyface territory. Like Now, Barry Windham, right. I don't know, his accent might have been too Southern for New York. Who knows? Because that's where that was built at. At the but, time, yeah. Right. Yeah, just like, you know. Magnum TA, Barry Windham, at the end of the day, probably interchangeable um, for, for the NWA. Right. One didn't happen because of accidents. The other one didn't happen because Ric Flair was there. So it's just right. really hard to say. But, yeah, that's just a, a great. I'm going to go to commercial, and then we're going to talk yeah. about the MJF fiasco. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. So MJF is causing quite the stir. And it's just been interesting. Like he, he no show, he's been vocal about his contract. He no shows the, the, the signing in Vegas that people paid a hundred bucks for. He shows up allegedly at the very last minute, goes out there, has a glorified squash match against Wardlow, which is probably the only good thing that's come out of this. And then what's interesting is people talk about how he's still there in Vegas, whatever. And and because I know people and, and I know some people that work for AEW in certain capacities and I see things on it, what they basically did in AEW, and I credit them for this, and, and this is something a WWE wouldn't do because they'd let her break a home. They essentially stayed in Vegas. And I think yeah. today and tomorrow they're going from Vegas to LA because they have LA. Um, and they have the stuff coming up in LA. So people have literally been parting it up in, in Vegas this whole time, probably on AEW's nice. dime. And good for them for doing that for their talent. I, I think it's great that they did that. And maybe they'll start doing that on a yearly basis. And it's like this yearly vacation that they all get to take with their families and everything. Good on them. Hey, that that's fine and, and good for Vegas for for you know all the money that people are spending, whether it's Tony Khan's money or their own or both. Who knows? Hell so yeah. so there's talk that you know they might have met, they will meet because they're still in Vegas. I don't know. But the whole thing boils down to if you believe what you read, and I tend to because most of the wrestling news that comes out these days comes from talent to the newsletters, and most of the talent that talks to the newsletters now works for AEW. MJF is essentially not happy with his deal. He signed a deal when he first signed. I guess he signed an extension a year later, 
and now he feels like he's underpaid. And we hear about this all the time in the world of sports, and he probably is underpaid. The problem is he wants to get paid more, but he doesn't want to change the length of his contract. So he wants to get paid more now, but still have his deal run out in January of 2024. If you're an NFL right, he football doesn't want player, the extension. If you're an NFL football player and you've outplayed your contract, the and you complain about it, what's going to happen is they're either going to sign you to a new deal for longer terms but have more money, or they're going to trade you to somebody else so they can get some compensation in return. Well, we don't have the option of trading MJF. I mean, I guess they could. I guess right. Vince and Tony could be like, look. Take Sasha Banks. I'll take MJF. We're good. Right. I'm sure they, they, it's probably illegal. And, and, you know, I'm sure there's antitrust laws that are against all of what I just suggested because these are not two teams within the same league. These are completely separate companies. And even though football teams are separate companies, whatever, they have a collective bargaining agreement. All this stuff is in there and, and they can do that. So, so that's not an option, but MJF just wants more money. And, and, and maybe Tony Khan will give him more money here or there, but he wants that new deal. And that's just not something that I would do if I were Tony Khan. I'm not just going to give you more money because I'll give you more money if you sign a longer deal. He still wants the bidding more in 2024. And I don't know if he's like trying to piss them off so they'll release him. But if I'm Tony Khan, I'm just sitting on your contract. Right. Or I'm suspending you. If the language right. of the contract allows me to. And now I'm freezing your deal, which that keeps coming up in the dirt sheets. No one knows if WWE is freezing the deals of Sasha Banks and Naomi. I'm here to tell you without any inside knowledge, I believe with 99% certainty, WWE has frozen the deals of Sasha Banks and Naomi, Sasha Banks and Naomi, right. because they've suspended them for breaching their contract. And it is within the power to do so, which has been reported by multiple outlets, that the contracts do allow them to freeze the deal in these circumstances. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of an AEW contract, so I don't know if he's allowed to freeze the deal or not. But so that's kind of everything where we are today, everything that we know, we think we know, we don't know, whatever. There was rumors that a ticket was purchased and that MJF was going to leave Vegas on Saturday and it was a very expensive ticket. Because it was last minute and it was direct flight, but he didn't get on the plane and no one knows who bought it. No one knows anything, right? Whoever cares. I really wish instead of saying the ticket was flying to, to, to Newark, they would have said it was flying to Stanford, but they didn't. So, cause. God, that would have been great. Stanford, right? Wouldn't it have been great? Um, or someone tried to prove that somebody within WWE paid for the ticket. That would have been amazing. So knowing everything that you now know, everything that we've laid out, everything that we know, think we know, don't know. I don't know what questions to ask you, Patrick O'Dowd. I feel like you just, talking about CM Punk as the AEW World Champion. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I, I think this is one of my favorite pissing contests in the history of wrestling. Um, and here's the thing is, I I see it, right? Like, I, I think I can, I see where MJF is coming from. And we just spent this significant segment talking about like significant people within the company that aren't former WWE talents that could be built. If there's a guy that I feel like it could be that guy, it could be that guy as much as, as out of pages on a, on a face side, MJF is the guy on the heel side. Like, He's the he is the storyline I knew about. Like I did know about his storyline with Wardlow. I did know about his feud with CM Punk, the feud that should have really elevated him, catast- you know, stratospherically higher up in in the AEW packing order and echelon. Uh, just like Wardlow defeating MJF should be the type of victory that that elevates it forward. So I can see why MJF could take a look around and be like, I'm the guy everybody talks like I'm one of the guys that everybody's talking about out of AEW, out of these shows and everywhere I appear and, and the crowd goes nuts for me. And I I feel like I'm a pretty big deal. I think I should get paid. I think the uh the conversation we had when I asked you is this real or not? Like what you know should we be buying this? Because I, I did question whether or not it was a work. And as more details have come out, clearly it's it's not. Or if it is, it's one of the 
more interestingly worked work that's ever been worked to work everybody in the history of working. So it, it just, everybody looks bad at the end of this. I think that AEW and Tony Khan, I kind of agree with you should exercise their rights. Like if, if MJF wants to take his ball and go home. Okay. If it's within the contract to do what, what you suggested doing is suspending him and freezing that contract, do it. And, and then, Get together at a table and figure your shit out. If it's because, a work. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, because because at this point, like you're you're getting you're both both of you are getting news for all the wrong reasons. And and that's not good for either side of, of the fence here. So if it's a work, then they've yeah. immensely fumbled the ball. Because the work should not have culminated on a pay-per-view with MJF coming out and losing to 10 power bombs to Wardlow and getting stretchered out and written off. Written out. If this is a work, to me that wasn't a work. That was a solution. If this was a work, he shouldn't have shown for that match. They should have sent somebody right. else out. Wardlow should have squashed that somebody or, or been added to some other match and did something big on the show because you need to. And then MJF should have attacked CM Punk after his match with Hangman Page, or on the way to the ring for his match with Hangman Page, then attacked Hangman Page, then took Punk spot in the match, won the title, and hightailed it out of Vegas. Like, now you're telling a story. Or, when some reporter, because you knew it was going to happen, asked Tony Khan about the MJF situation during the presser after the show, while Tony's giving a non-answer, MJF attacks Tony Khan from behind. Right. Now we have a work. I don't, I, and I'm willing to, I was willing to buy it as a work until we got to that point. The only bad move in the whole work would have been, you know, fucking people out of their hundred dollars that they spent for, for the meet and greet. Um, so that was, you know, kind of the first indication that's probably not a work. But if it's a work, they fumbled it completely. I do think MJF showing up, it, it, someone told him to show up. And it might have been, right. I might have even been someone from WWE because here's the issue that you run into. And here's why I believe MJF has zero leverage in this situation whatsoever, short of just not making his talents available to AEW for the remainder of his contract or, or whatever, or just phoning it in until he gets fired. Who knows what, right? Had he not shown up, WWE cannot touch him. Even right. if he doesn't show up and Tony Khan fires him. WWE can't sign him because they just suspended two black women for not coming to work or not willing, not being willing to work. You then can't turn around and hire the white guy who does the same thing. And I'm not trying to make this about race, but talk about a bad look. Oh, that's, that's a bad, the the optics aren't just a little bad on that one. Like like whatever, however long MJF had this planned. The moment Sasha Pinks and Naomi walked out, MJF should have been like, yo, I need a new plan. Right. This ain't going to work. And maybe this is all done on the fly, spur of the moment. Fuck that. I'm not going to the signing. I'm mad about my deal. I want a new deal now. Whatever, right? Right. I just – he has no leg to stand on if he truly doesn't want to sign a new longer-term deal. Because yes. why release him? I don't know. Unless they work out a deal where they're going to release the talents and then – but I just don't see how how that – there's no other companies to call them on collusion or whatever. But even, you know, WWE, right. even them doing that would just look bad. Like, like there's just no good way out of it for anybody. And I just don't – yeah, I just don't know what he can do. He doesn't have a leg to stand on in my opinion. And I hope he's not sitting at home for two years. Now, granted, he's immensely talented. He's also really, really young. I'm right. excited for what he can do. In WWE, I once said on a podcast, this one, the Hashtag Miranda Show, one of them, that I could literally see a day where the artist formerly known as Austin Theory and MJF main event WrestleMania down the road. And everyone talked about MJF is just the Miz Light or whatever. And in my brain, I'm just like, no, and yeah, there's some, I get it. I do get it. But my God, put him in the ring together and the Miz will make magic with the guy. Yeah, well, and I, I would I don't know if I would call him the misery done, but it, it, it maybe the Miz evolved. Yeah, just a younger um, version of the Miz who's going to take it. By the time he's in his forties, like the right. Miz is, that's twenty years right. from now, sixteen to twenty years, he's going to take it to a whole nother level. 
And right. that's what you want is WWE. But the Miz needs to be patient. Cause because it's when you're think about when we were twenty four years old, right? You mean MJF needs to be patient. Yes, the Miz is the Miz has been patient. The Miz has been patient. And look how it's paid off for him, right? It think has, about when really we were twenty four years old. We did not think about life now. We did not think about life two, three, four, five years from then. We thought about life in the moment because we weren't mature enough. We thought we were. Right. We weren't I remember before my wife and I got married. I was talking to somebody who worked at Virginia Tech at time in housing, and we talked about, oh, you know, we finally get to graduate, go off and live life. And and I was talking like, we're here now. We've made it. And she was laughing her ass off because we thought we knew. And she wasn't going to tell us we didn't know because we weren't going to listen. We're 22 years old. But she just knew if you guys make it, and here we are now, just recently celebrated 23 years. The road that we will have gone down to get there will be immense and insane and crazy because life happens. Tons of things happen in life from little things to big things to huge things to moves to cross country to, to disease to, to physical to whatever to kids to everything. Right. It all happens in a 23 year span. Whether you're married or not, all these things are going to happen to you. When you're married, you do it with somebody else. The Miz can't look at a 16 year career from now. And, and, and realize, okay, I've got it coming. He wants it now. And I don't, it's, it's hard. I want to tell him just wait, but it's really hard to expect him to listen to just wait. So I don't know the answer. And we'll talk about it in, in the coming weeks. And especially, you know, what's interesting is now that we're recording a half hour earlier and now that it's just you and me, all of a sudden there are these people that like want to come on the show. And yeah. uh, do things. They're like, can I come podcast with you guys? Oh, I work at that time. Oh, I do this at that time. Like, like, and I'm just like, oh, look, this is when we do it. You know, come on, you gotta do it when we do it. Yeah. Um, like gone are the days where I'm like, yo, Patrick, we gotta record on Friday because so and so wants to come on. Now this is when we do it. Right, right. Um, no, this is what we're doing. So we're gonna have some good conversations about these topics in the future as we move forward. But I literally I don't see a good way out of this for MJF. I, I yeah, I think that you know, we talked to, we talked about the Sasha and Naomi thing, Naomi thing. We were like, oh, this is going to blow over uh, and life will move on. I mean, I got my doubts now, but um, I I have less doubts about this because of the lack of choice that MJF has. Like, Agreed. he'll be back. I, I think so. Look at Mustafa Ali. Not the same right. level of performer, respective to their company, but he eventually had to come back. What was he going to do? Gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. So I don't have a three-minute warning planned, but this is this is interesting, and I really hope – I don't want people to listen to this and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just said that. I'm actually very excited that for the foreseeable future – this is going to be you and I because it like harkens back to the old days when we used to do this stuff. So my, my three minute warning is almost like my rendition of Patrick has a question called Greg has a question. By the way, had you been available last week when Miranda wasn't? Cause I knew she wasn't going to be available before I knew you weren't going to be available. My plan was to do the hashtag Patrick show last week. Oh, look at that. And then of course life happens. So in life did happen. No one can can, you know, no one's business but Patrick's own and and, and no one can hear just no life happened. We he would have loved to have been able to do the hashtag Patrick show. Trust me. Yes. Anywhere else would have right? been would have been anything would have been yeah. good. It could have been we're gonna videotape Patrick taking his shit and put it on YouTube. He would have rather have done that than 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 what he had to deal with. But So I guess the Greg has a question for you or whatever is knowing that things are a little more open and that we're back to the two man format on the spot, top of your head. So you're probably not going to have an answer. Is there anything you want to do? Is there anything you want to bring back? Is there anything you want to feature? Do we want to try to interview people again? Like, is there anything that you want to do? Can we turn this into a renaissance? An old OG Greg DeMarco show renaissance. Oh man, wow, that's throwing way back. Um we'll do the we'll do that Triple H podcast we never did. That's what we'll do. 
uh, we'll try to get Sean Waltman on the show and interview him. Because uh, I still, I I, I, for for my money, I know that that's like whatever. For my money, that is an interview I would love to do, just because of how highly regarded. I didn't realize how highly regarded he was, and not and not just as a like as a worker, but just hearing other people in the business talk about him, like kind of blew my mind a little bit. Not gonna lie, is yeah. I didn't, I didn't know who he was all that well. And I know he had his, his problems and his issues. And, and that's part of why I think people find him so valuable. But he was um, like the gatekeeper for WWE. Like they put, right. they put you but in the like, ring with Waltman to see if he liked you. That's that's like the dream interview for, for the Patrick O'Day outside of me flubbing another Christopher Daniels interview. Um, that might be hard to get right now. Right, so, yeah. right, right. That's fair. Um, I, yeah, we haven't. I don't even know who. Who would you, would you bring back to Marquette's? Remember those? God, that was forever ago. That's a joke. I don't really want you to do that. Let's let's stop. Maybe that some of the humans and, and that of element of it. Right. Um, the people can right. be interesting. There's a person or two that I've thought about hitting up. Um, I'm not going to say their names now because what if they don't happen? Right? That wouldn't be fun. Right. I, I've hit up one of them. I, I'm going to hit up the other one, and I'm oh, I can almost guarantee you that person would be like, yeah. So, no, so, that's cool. So that yeah, I'll, I'll do do the surprise Patrick business again. No, no, this wouldn't be a surprise Patrick one. Um, that's fair. I'll even put it in the chat for you, and you can see like it. It, it's, it makes oh, sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. It makes sense. It's yeah, not absolutely. like mind blowing. It's not world changing, but it makes perfect sense, right? Um, because this person came on a lot. Was he even weekly they at sure one point? Did. I don't even remember. I don't know. I don't know. He was. I don't know. If he was weekly, but they they were on yeah. a ton. Um. Because it was it was fun when we actually got to meet them in person. Right. That's true. That's true. Now the other person was like, I don't even know what wrestling is anymore. So yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. What <laughs> I we don't even doing. know what wrestling is anymore. That's hilarious. So that's not going to happen. But um, right. Although they're typing again, but so so yeah, like I do think there are things we can do. We can have some fun with it and and make it a thing. So we are going to do that. Um, Patrick, absolutely. We're, we're absent, of course, from, from the bandwagon nerds. This sure. Week. Did you listen? Cause I know that they kept referring I to did, you. I did actually. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny because they think that when I'm gone and I listen, like, I think they think I hate listening to the podcast, right. like that. I'm just sitting there being like, you idiots, you're so stupid. Um, much like, and I mean, you know, some of it's for show in, in regards to like, you know, we joke about PC Tony and his feelings about Top Gun, like the same things about like my feelings regarding, I don't know, Star Wars, which is a big portion of the podcast because the Star Wars celebration weekend happened this past week, which is really a Lucasfilm celebration as they dropped a ton of a ton of stuff that was just related to Lucas, the Lucasfilm properties, including Willow, which I mentioned before, Indiana Jones, and of course, uh, a ton of Star Wars stuff, so that was that was most of of bandwagon nerds, and then um, actually yesterday, because this will drop on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, I dropped a five by five because I could do um, hockey talk, and it was me and Kyle Moore's, and we did our uh, five best and five worst TV slash movie remakes of all time. Nice. So I had a lot of fun with that one. That one went a little bit. Uh, went went longer than I planned it to, but it was a good hour. It was a lot of fun, uh, and so people check out that five by five um, if you haven't already because that was good stuff. Um, I did so. I did want to talk about one other thing really, really quick um, because I, I'm okay with talking a little bit about why I was gone, uh, but basically. I, I we've talked about this a lot and and uh, at different times with whether it be via interviews or uh, you know folks on the show our own personal lives things that are going on and I just want to say it again because I don't think it can be said enough and that is you know people we go through so much in this world and and life is is very hard and. It, it can be overwhelming and it can be, 
you know, scary and frankly, a little depressing. And it's okay to recognize when you're not doing well and to, to seek help. And I just, you know, I think back to some of the folks we've had on this show that have talked about their struggles and what they've had to overcome. And I've seen this play out so many times in my own life and it played out this past week. If, if just mental health is nothing to mess around with. And if your mental health is not where, where it should be, don't be afraid to ask help, ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not, it's not something that you should be ashamed of to, to, to feel like you need to ask for help. And so that's, that's where I'm going to leave that. Um, but it, it had a big impact on my week this week. Um, Obviously. And yeah. so don't just people don't people, you are valued and there, there are folks out there that, that, that value you and love you. And if you are not well, you know, the, Seek the help that you need to, to 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 hopefully get you to where you need to be. Yeah, so, and I've you. talked about it before, and and I've right. run into my own story, and I'm not going to tell anybody else's story, but there are other stories out there that people could tell, and there have been people because I shared my story so publicly and do so every year at that same time of year. Someone always hits me up and reaches out, and so I get it, I do, and and all I can do is echo what you're saying, and and it sucks that it happened, and and. Of course, people are like, what happened, what happened, whatever, and, and, you know, none of your business. But it is it is a thing, and it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's just it's just no better way to say it. Like, it's okay. Like, the last thing we need to be in this world right now is just too afraid to ask for help and too afraid to get help, even privately. Like, it doesn't even have to be public. You don't have to go public with your story to help other people. Just help yourself. Everything else will work itself out. So, um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you, of course, for being back. And, and you know, we're going to have some fun over the next, Happy you know, who back. knows how yeah. long. We're just you and I. So we'll be good. Do tune in later today for the Hashtag Miranda Show. We're going to talk some weekend stuff, some wrestling, um, and and possibly going into a little bit of a different format as things roll forward. So I'm excited about that and, and stuff that she and I have talked about. Follow Patrick Redoubt at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. No I in wrestling, but there is one in realist and there is one. I had to think for a second. I was like, there is one in realist, right? There is. And there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist. Patrick Redoubt. Follow me at Chairshot Greg at Chairshot Media for the website, chairshot.com. Always use your head. Go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chairshot. Pick up one of those great chairshot t-shirts. Be a part of the movement. Have lots of fun. That's what we do here. That's what we want you guys to be a part of as well because it's just, you know, Life's too short to not have a lot of fun with it. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that now. Until next time, for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd, my name is Greg DeMarco. We remind you to always use your head. And, and since it's just the two of us, let's just go out in style. It's time to get off. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. I, I don't. I didn't press anything. Maybe the song just does that, and I don't remember. I don't know. That's weird. I, I missed an opportunity to pitch my Hall and Oates episode on the air. Uh, well, funny as you would say that, you're still technically on the air. This is the post credit scene. There you go. The post credits. So I just got to find all those. Songs. I don't have all those songs anymore. Dude, I almost sent you when, when you told me that. When you told me that Miranda wasn't going to be on here, I almost sent you the chorus to the song "She's Gone" because, like, that's <laughs> oh, that would have been good. That, that would have been, been perfect. Good. No, the only thing but, I have right now is that's 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 not that's not Daryl and John. No, it's not Daryl and John. I got bang, this. Bang, 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 you go this route. Bang, bang. Try and stop it. Bang.
There's a lot we can do. There's a lot that we can, yeah. we can do. We can bring can back do. the bullshit. It's been a while. It's a lot of bullshit going around. Still have that, though. Still still have that. Oh, gosh. Agencies around oh, the world are receiving that. breaking news. You're welcome. Are you still recording? I'm trying not to, but the Skype window keeps getting in the way. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.